0: This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. because we're going to medieval on these people. Heres's not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you've try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? Mega media. OK, it's Saturday, the 31st of December in the year of our Lord, 2022, it is New Year's Eve, the end of the year. I want to thank Real America's Voice for helping us always with our uh, end of the year special. We've got a bunch of great guests today. And we're going to give shout outs to people all day long that have had particularly big years in the Trump movement, MAGA, all of it. Um, I want to start uh, it, and I want to if, if Denver's got it, it, it and, and our producers put up, the, because this is a chart, this scatter graph that we showed on yesterday's uh, show from the Financial Times of London. And I want to make sure everybody in, in, incorporates this and, in, and it, it comprehends what this stands for. In particular for our podcast and radio audience, I ask you guys to please go get signed up for our – go to our site, get signed up for our email. You can see every day we put up a lot of the videos and the um, – In the uh, charts that we do in in, um, all of our economic analysis. This is a scattered graph that shows the total returns from stocks and bonds, total nominal returns from the year 1871. And we've had a couple of panics since I think in the 1870s, I think we had another one in the 1890s, had a big one in 1906, led to the formation of the uh, Federal Reserve, we had obviously the Great Depression, you know, we've had booms and bust crises, etc. If you look at this chart, scattergraph, graph a super outlier, like an outlier like you can't believe is 2022, $10 trillion, $10 trillion of wealth wiped off of stocks and bonds, essentially uh, the American people. In, in pension funds, and this goes to this theory of case that elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. And if you look at the world as we end this year, with really a new partnership between the KGB and the CCP, you've got Russia and China, uh, not the people so much, but you got this corrupt leadership hugging each other. You got the mullahs in Iran. Uh, you've got Erdogan in Turkey. You now have the Gulf Emirates, along with uh, Pakistan, and of course. Uh, North Korea trying to consolidate the Eurasian landmass. You have an amazing piece by um, – was it Zoltan Polzar of Credit Suisse that talks about the decline and the end of really the the dusk of the petrodollar and the and the dawn of the – what they call the petro-wan, uh, um, the uh, China, Chinese currency, the RMB massive major geopolitical relocations this year that are historic and really kick off what I call the dark valley going to be very much like the 1930s. And what we have to do is avoid, uh, what happened in the 1930s is ending up in a kinetic war. Um, and right now we have a war in Ukraine that is, that is, um, uh, driven by the American elites in the, in the Biden regime. They're funding the money and the, in the cash. Even Fox News is talking about it. It's been a big cheerleader for this. Uh, the Russians now, over the last couple of days, have shelled Kiev and other parts of Ukraine, like uh, World War One, World War II. Uh, that war is not, uh, Bloomberg TV, uh, the other day had one expert after the other saying this war is not going to stop anytime soon. Well, we told you this on the, at the very, very beginning. Now you have the possibility of a kinetic war in the South China Sea, and in, uh, and in Taiwan because of this feckless, weak leadership. So this year ends on a very uh, tough note, geopolitically, financially. Retail's had a terrible year. Uh, layoffs are about to start. Uh, but the American people voted for a lot of this. And I keep telling people under 35 years old, if you look at that chart of the $10 trillion that's been wiped out in 2022, for a sophisticated eye, what it tells you is that it's laid the predicate for these pension funds, and particularly with unfunded pension liabilities and for public employees in like states of California and Illinois, and New Jersey have already been bailed out, but also corporate pension funds. And for people, you know, the the, the African-American low-wage worker, the Hispanic-American low-wage worker and people under 35, you're not really in the system. You're, you're not in really the pension system. You're not really in the system. And you're the ones that continue to vote for this madness you are voting for your own financial and economic destruction and now with this uh the gathering specter of a really a kinetic war uh you're going to be in the charnel house just like the uh women and children in ukraine now over forty thousand dead and we've warned about this from the very beginning today i want to talk i want to bring our guys in i'm getting dave walsh on energy talk about the year and going forward we're going to have uh Anthony Aguero, about the invasion of the southern border. But I want to start with Mark Mitchell over Rasmus who's done such a good job. And, Mark, first thing I want to talk to you is just t- take the, the, the temperature, get, put it in perspective 2022 from Rasmus' perspective. You guys have done some amazing polling on directionally where the country is, where where, where people's heads are at. What, what's your assessment of 2022, sir?
1: There's a lot of mixed feelings. And this isn't the best time of the year to poll on political things, what with Congress changing hands. <laughs> I think I'm gonna maybe opine a little bit later in January on that, as we see what happens when Republicans step into the seat in Congress. Um, you know, Biden approval's up a little bit. Uh, people look around, and there's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of bad things going on. But it's necessarily not really getting pointed at him. And part of that's the media, part of that's academia and all these other things. I mean, you, you know the challenges. Well, hold
0: on. But, but hold up, but, but but the 18 Republicans, I mean, the victories he gets, and I think these are victories are actually massive defeats for the American people. Every time he's had something, it's, it's these 18, it's a 15 to 20 Republican collaborationists with Mitch McConnell in the Senate that have given him. I mean, why wouldn't the American people, the guys that don't pay that close attention to the news, and they just see the, well, he passed a one point, he funded the government, passed a $1.7 trillion discretionary spending bill, and you had, it was bipartisan. And Mitch McConnell and 18, Rep- 18 Republicans, what is isn't even close? Embrace it, and oh, by the way, they stuck in, because they didn't have the votes, they just stuck in the Electoral Count Act, which totally changed everything in the Electoral Count Act that President Trump, and everybody associated with it, according to the Constitution, lays out how state legislatures should be involved. So why wouldn't why wouldn't the lower information voter think, hey, you know what, what's the beef with Biden? The Republicans are supporting him overwhelmingly on these over the top spending bills, sir.
1: Biden's not popular. Biden's platform's not popular. Uh, people have mentioned this. There doesn't appear to be a coordinated opposition. Republican leadership is not popular with Republicans. And Trumpism is popular, but Trump hasn't really been in the limelight. He hasn't been racking up wins. In fact, there's been baggage piling up. So on the right, there's there's confusion. You know, people look at Trump, and they don't necessarily see him as a savior anymore. Uh, they just were in a bad spot. They seem to want to get past it. Um, and they don't, you know, they're not necessarily giving Biden these successes. But what what's the alternative, right? And you have press just as a filter, like figuring out what gets through. But I'm, there's a lot of bad news, and I have more bad news for you now with the polls about the, the vaccine deaths that we, that we just ran. And it's the numbers are absolutely stunning.
0: Before I get to the vaccine deaths, because this is huge, it'll yep. be a massive thing in, in 2020. I want to go back. You just made great, some amazing comments. Biden's not popular. Biden's program is not particularly popular. Trumpism, where the Republicans there is no organized, as the, as the um, publicans there's no organized party in opposition Trumpism among, the Republicans is popular, but Trump, because he doesn't look like he's that engaged, not that he's not popular, people just don't know if he's a savior is that essentially your, your, your bullet
2: points?
1: Right, absolutely, I mean he has his true believers who are on truth social, um, but people don't look at the Republican Party as winners. I mean, we had we ran numbers for Mitch McConnell; they're absolutely horrible. In fact, Nancy Pelosi polls almost the same as Mitch McConnell among Republicans. So, um, when Trump's not involved, what do people have to look at and to inspire them that there's a better path forward than our current situation?
0: If your sense, what when you say Trumpism is popular? Because I've got Dave Walsh on energy. I've got Anthony Aguero on the Evasion of the Southern Border. It's been our frontline reporter there with REV. When you say Trumpism is popular, and Biden's program is not that popular, the way the public sees it with all this mainstream media around it, what is it in that that they
1: like, and what is it out there that they don't like generally? I mean, just the common sense things. Should we have an open border? Most Democrats say no, right? Should we release violent criminals? Most Democrats say no. Should we print trillions of dollars and you know kick the can? Most Democrats say no, and and yet here we are.
0: So you're saying that even with Democrats, because this is overwhelming with Republicans, and it's pretty it's pretty highly with independents. Particularly, you get back to this this uh, really humiliation and fiasco of the uh, of the discretionary spending what we call the omnibus bill. The common sense, even the basic, relatively low information voter, sits and goes, this is not right, it can't be sustained, and we need a change of direction. Is that
1: essentially what you're saying on the spending part? I mean, it's, it's such a nuanced thing, and there's so many issues. And the, the Overton window is definitely shifting, but it's still on the right side, right? A really good example is we just did a poll about reparations. And still most Americans don't want slavery reparations, but the numbers getting bigger and bigger, especially on the left. So the amount of people in the Democrat Party that support reparations has increased like a crazy amount since like in the last three or four years. Uh, and still most Americans don't want reparations, but it's, it's changing. Right. But things like open borders still way less popular than reparations. Things like the violent crime, like all these individual issues and they're all moving at different paces. Um, but you know, Republicans are against them, a solid majority independents are against them. And uh, depending on the one, right? Like there's only 30 or 40% of Democrats who support open borders, but, um, it's there and, and growing and Yeah.
0: Let me before we finish this uh, segment. I want to ask you about spending. Is 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 are people now comprehending that the system can't k- just keep that the debt that we're piling up that's financed basically by the Federal Reserve that there's some limit, there's some point in time where that ca- can't continue on. Is that starting to seep into the general? Because our show obviously is people that are very informed, we go into a lot of detail about all this. But for the general population, is is that starting to come in that the system is not sustainable?
1: I'll have to, I'll have to think back and look and take that as homework to, to figure out the most recent question set that directly got at that. I, I'm, I'm thinking back, we ask questions, should the government be bigger or smaller? And a plurality of Americans say the government should be smaller, but I mean, it's close, right? But specifically about the growing debt, I, that's probably something we should look at in the wake of the omnibus bill. But I mean, the, by and large, people, see all the spending for years right and what's really changed um, uh, you know they they hear about the growing debt but they in normieville right like yeah, yeah the price took, has gone up but do they tie yeah. that to 30 yeah.
0: the prices in the interest rates so you got to make that connection uh, yeah. mark i know we got a lot of other polling to go through i want to get to it all we'll take a short break we got dave walsh got anthony Aguirre. we're also going to do some shout outs for people who uh, really contributed Beyond, be above and beyond shouldn't be that hard even on new year's eve above and beyond how's that okay and we're going to play a lot of great uh new year's eve music how about that short commercial break back with mark mitchell rasmussen pulse next will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened biden more wasteful government spending higher taxes the deepening of inflation And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to 989898 and claim you're free, no obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BANNED to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, They can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, Support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. Okay, welcome back. Um, This is our New Year's Eve special, Saturday, 31 December, Year of the Lord, 2022. Um, Mark Mitchell joins us from um, Rasmus. Mark, you do the daily tracking poll. I know Biden has has come up since the Roe v. Wade situation. uh, And, you know, as people watch the mainstream media coverage, they see he's gotten these things passed in the lame duck. Uh, I think a lot of people don't. Are, the warm audience understands that it's collaboration as Republicans are making this happen. But the overall tone and Trump stated about forty-eight to fifty, pretty steady. Um, and Biden's now up, I think forty-six or forty-seven. Right, his approval been down lowest, I think in the thirties. But the tonality of the country. Do you, do you think people feel right now overall, as you as Rasmussen does the polling? Then you guys got a great feel for the uh, the MAGA audience. Uh, Do they feel that because of what's happening, the country's more on the right track or they feel it's less on the right track?
1: Uh, I mean, it's, the numbers are are coming up. So Biden, you know, entered office lower than Trump entered office, but was still pretty high. And then he had the snafu in Afghanistan and everything went downhill. He got into high thirties, stayed that way. People really were upset with him after, you know, the extension of the COVID things going into early 2022. Um, and he just stayed low and then Roe v Wade woke some people up and is, uh, after that his approval rating rose, especially with Democrats and some independents and more or less has been sticking, you know, 46, 47 high forties, which as you said, is about parity with the lowest Trump was for the last three years. So Trump got past Russiagate, uh, and was pretty much smooth sailing for the rest of his term necessarily 48, 49, 50, especially after that tax tax cut. Um. Right track, wrong track numbers have been bad, and they got really bad this summer. Uh, I think right track was in the mid to low 20s. I think we got down to 21 or 22. Uh, it's up to the mid 30s now, but that's still like bad. 33 percent or 34 percent, whatever of the of the country think the country is going in the right direction. Uh, I think there's like looking back at all the polls and just thinking about the year. There's a lot like we talked about before the break of you know introspective discontentment on the right like what happened why didn't we do better where are our leaders you know what is the alternative but then also there's this whole overarching thing of just massive um divisiveness we're in a really divisive setting i think people it's been that way for a while i think people are getting exhausted but we ran a a poll this week and asked voters who's america's biggest enemy and when you ask democrats They think America's biggest enemies are number one, Russia, and number two, Republicans. And when you ask Republicans, they think America's biggest enemy is number one, China, and number two, Democrats. And then when you ask independents, who's America's biggest enemy, they say China. But then number two and number three are Republicans and Democrats. And if you add it up, 40% of independents think Republicans or Democrats are America's biggest enemy. So like it's hard to pull on, but I think a big aspect of this is that there's people that trust DC and there's people that look at DC and say, these people don't represent me. We're going to have more polling on Congress and who people think Congress's constituents really are. These people don't represent me. Things are going in the wrong direction, but like, how can I fix it? You know, and I, they look at Trump and I don't, we'll have numbers on that next week too. I don't think they see him as an alternative either. He does, Better than Biden and Harris, but not by much. So that's that's a tease for next week. Um, and he's at about parity with DeSantis. So I don't think they're looking at him as some savior that's going to come in and, and right the ship, put things in the right direction. So I think that that's why I, I look at these numbers. And when I say divisiveness, too, it's the, because of those party issues we discussed. One of the trends I've seen over the last couple of months is the biggest differences in the crosstab aren't race, aren't you know gender, aren't age. They're not party. They're not even ideology, conservative or liberal. The biggest difference on, on politicized stances is whether somebody approves or disapproves of Biden. So it's really fascinating. Like Biden doesn't necessarily get a lot of blame, especially from Democrats and independents. I think part of that is this perception of incompetence or mentally unfit. We've pulled on that. Lots of good polls on that as well. But he is a representative of, of what's going on in D.C. And, and whether people like it or not. And, and so on, on almost everything, you know, do, do, are the vaccines effective or are they not effective? Look at Biden approval, right? Like that's where the difference is going to be.
0: Let me, I want to go back because uh, this poll was, and you've got a lot of amazing polling that's coming out next week and you're going to be, we're going to be live on uh, Monday and um, you're going to be with us uh, to talk about some breaking, quite frankly, shocking uh, results of polling you've been doing. Have you ever, because this is really what happened, and look, I'm an anti, we're going to a civil war. I don't think that's going to happen. The reason is one side's going to win, one side's going to lose politically enough over time that's going to 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 solve that issue. But it was kind of like before the Civil War when people. it went from people were uh, looked at as opponents and they were looked at as opposition and they had a very different way that they thought about uh humanity and also economics that were actual human beings capital equipment or in fact were they f- human beings with with uh made in the image and likeness of god and with all the rights uh that uh, natural rights that, that people have and they went to particularly around the election in 1860 as that started getting heated up and then obviously afterwards with the results they all of a sudden they shifted that no these are my enemies um have you guys ever polled just the question of <laughs> are Democrats or Republicans uh, enemies? Uh, have you ever polled that before? And as ha- such, how did it compare? Because these numbers are pretty shocking when people say, hey, uh, Russia's number, enemy number one, number two's Republicans, or China's our enemy and number two is Democrats, sir.
1: We haven't uh this is the most recent one that we've done and i I mean i think it shows the signal you're looking for it's it's good and it's bad right you look at republicans and you say all right like only about 30 percent of them see democrats as their biggest enemy but i i mean they that's like eight times more than north korea (laughs) like so eight times more republicans think democrats are the enemy than like north korea or iran And it's the exact same on the other side. Right. Uh, and I think there's, you know, let's kick around some ideas of exactly what to ask because, uh, there, there's a lot of, I think it's like getting into the motivation behind the agendas necessarily. Right. Because it's not just on the left. There's a lot of mistrust about on the left, I think, of maybe the MAGA platform too, which I think is well-intentioned. Right. Um, so, you know, and then it's where topics of, like, racism might come up, right? Um, I think the f- another thing to look at there is if you ask Republicans who's the biggest enemy, and Democrats plus China make up almost two-thirds. So you could combine those t- things there, right? And it's this aspect of socialism or communism is perceived as potentially the enemy.
0: What is... Uh... Tease us, just give us, show us a little ankle for next week of of the types of things you're polling in that, because you've got some pretty, uh, a couple eye-opening, but you've got a couple of bombshells that, and I think when you release your poll, people are going to understand why there's a huge tectonic plate shift in thinking about a couple of fundamental issues in this country.
1: Well, things are definitely breaking through the coordinated info op. And one of them is vaccine safety. We were on two weeks ago. We ran a poll that was, our, I think, our biggest poll of the year. Uh, 41% of people said they had at least a Lisa minor side effect from the vaccine. 7% said a major side effect. So that's like 12 million Americans. Huge news. Uh, I, I honestly think this poll is, is way like 10 times bigger. And we came out of the election season, you know, going into the election season, you know, it's like people don't really care about COVID that much. Not that many people are dying anymore. We thought we weren't going to really pull on it. We, we did a lot of COVID polling. Coming out of it, these articles about vaccine safety haven't gone away. And, and I've looked for the polling and it's not out there. People aren't asking about it. And we've heard anecdotes that other, you know, major corporate pollsters will not touch the topic. I, I looked before I came on here. I think Morning Cult Consult Morning consults polled like 2.6 million people since COVID began <laughs> about COVID questions. And not one of them has been about like the vaccine safety side effects or sudden death. So that's what this poll is on. And people have seen the news articles about people suddenly dropping dead or dying early. And nobody's asked that. And I think a lot of the medical people uh, have tried to figure out how to use polling because the data, I, I, I think they would say can't be trusted, right? Um, there's not enough private insurance uh, data being released. It's tough to trust the government numbers on this, not getting numbers out of pharma. So how do you know how big the question is? And they look at polling as maybe another source of medical empirical data. That's not what polling is. Polling's like temperature taking. And I'll tell you, the temperature here is really hot. We ask people, do you personally know anyone whose death may have been caused by side effects of the COVID vaccine? We didn't have any idea what the number was going to come out going into that it i want you to
0: hold i I want you to hold the number because i want people back monday we're going to release it monday here on the war room and it is uh stunning you're absolutely correct on the on the coordinated uh information operation uh mark how do they get you what are your coordinates between now and monday morning when you're back where do people follow you
1: well, people should just have fun, t- have a drink, <laughs> take a breath after 2020. It's a war room, put-
0: baby. No days off. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going.
1: Show up at our YouTube channel on Monday. We'll post your interview too, but YouTube's going to take it right back down again. So uh, we'll put another video up.
0: <laughs> Mark Mitchell, you're the best. Rasmussen polls the best. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. All right.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: Okay. Short break. We got uh, our own Dave Walsh and Anthony Aguero, Invasion on the Southern Border and the Crisis in Energy, all next. In the New Year's Eve special, In the Word. Offer from My Patriot Supply—they're knocking off 25% on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price—so get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody
2: thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house.
0: Oh no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, he's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster. Than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit hometitlelock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at hometitlelock.com promo code radio. Hello. Okay, welcome back. It's our New Year's Eve special. I want to thank Real Emerging Voice for always working with us to do these specials. Um, Dave Walsh. I, I want to get the chart back up. If Denver and our Evercrack production team could pick up my scattergraph. And the reason is this kind of lays out one of the dilemmas, you've had the um, the total returns there, stocks and in uh, bonds, basically how you kind of tuck your money away. And more importantly, how your pension fund, insurance company, all oh, that tucks your money away. And it's been a catastrophe. It's been the worst catastrophe in American history. And by by, not close. Look at the scattergraph for our podcast and radio. audience. Please come and get all the videos and everything we put up uh, on the war room by going to warroom.org. And you get a newsletter every day and, and get this. This is from the Financial Times of London. Total return. This is so far worse than 1931. Remember, geopolitically, when I laid out the, at the beginning, um, the um you've got this concentration on the eurasian landmass and american foreign policy remember american national security policy since 1914 given you know we fought in the spanish-american war and all the way, the policy up to then was um was to stay away from foreign conflicts and to make sure that the monroe doctrine was um implemented in the western hemisphere okay so we had that not to worry um but the foreign policy from the guns of August all the way through the fall of the uh, Berlin Wall was we would never allow any single power or collection of powers to consolidate the Eurasian landmass. Because then you would have a big problem. And we fought World War I. We came in late, but we were the deciding factor in that war because everybody else was so tired. World War II, obviously, the arsenal of democracy, the United States was. They really supported our two allies, which are Lao Beijing, the Chinese people, not the leaders. Chiang Chiang Kai-shek and the Kuomintang and the the communists were terrible, terrible people. Um, The uh, Bolsheviks are obviously terrible, but the Russian people and the Chinese people took the brunt of the Nazis and the Imperial Japanese Army. Uh, But our brave uh, men and women, particularly in things like the Eighth Air Force over Europe, uh, the bombing of uh, Tokyo, obviously the Pacific campaign, D-Day, all of it. Right uh, was uh, the tip of the valley, but it was all to make sure we didn't have a consolidation in the Eurasian landmass and then, of course, the Cold War. Now you have a situation where you have the KGB, Russia, you have the CCP and China partnering and you know doing videos, rubbing up on each other how good the partnership is. You have Iran thrown in there, Pakistan thrown in there, North Korea's thrown in there, of course now Turkey, and our former allies, our great buddies in Saudi Arabia. This whole thing of coming together, and the reason that I want you to go to uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon and get the, the pieces I'm putting out on this series about, uh, about the dollar. Right now, I think it's Zoltan Polzar of uh, Credit Suisse has put out this really amazing piece. He says it's the dusk of the petrodollar and the dawn of the petro-wan or yuan or RMB, whatever you want to call it, the Chinese currency, the basket currencies. But really, when you read into the piece – it's quite sophisticated. And this is why I talk about the BRICS, which used to be Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Now it stands for Brazil, uh, Russia, uh, Iran, and China. That we're going to slip off the dollar and go to something that's commodities-based. The global south essentially says, hey, we have all the commodities. You know, We have the oil and the gas, and we have all the, the – really the agriculture, and we have the Amazon, and we have – Uh, all the natural resources, the mining and all that. We don't have any of the restrictions of the environmentalists in uh, the panty waste in Northwest Europe or the United States. And that what the United States and Europe have, what they have is this kind of paper thing called a dollar. And so you're you're heading towards a cataclysmic uh, clash of these two. And they think they've got the winning hand. And this is why I call what we're in now the Dark Valley. This is very reminiscent of the 1930s. And uh, remember, the 1930s ended... With a lot of people trying to come in different directions and try different things from appeasement to different economic models in a cataclysmic kinetic war. And you see an old-fashioned war in Ukraine right now. And you see a beginning of a kinetic conflict in the South China Sea and in Silicon Valley West, which would be Taiwan and the island chain off of the Asian uh, uh, landmass in uh, you know Japan. Uh, the Philippines, Taiwan, really the peninsula of North Co- of South Korea, uh, and then uh, the, the littoral nations around the South China Sea. Much of this is driven by energy. Dave Walsh has been with us from the beginning of the last couple of years. Dave, what is your assessment? And when I talk about... Uh, and people talk about markets coming back and stock markets coming back. P- one of the things people don't really realize, like the makeup of the New York Stock Exchange is 25% big tech. It's 25% companies really built on algorithms uh, that don't really employ a lot of people. Remember, Twitter, with this huge market cap, Twitter <laughs> Twitter, um, essentially had 7,500 employees, 7,500 total. And he cut it down to 2,000. It hasn't had any real operational Things. So these companies are all algorithm-based, uh, you know, software-based, technology-based that don't employ a lot of folks. 25% of the New York Stock Exchange is made up of tech companies. That's where he had the high run. Under, I think it's 4% of the market capitalization of the New York Stock Exchange is made on energy companies, good old-fashioned energy. And I think it's 16% of the FTSE, which is the, the base of the London Exchange or what they call the Financial Times Exchange. The, um, Dave Walsh. Your assessment on energy, where we are—you've had this cold winter here, warm winter in Europe. Uh, our grids under pressure. You've kind of predicted it all. Give us your assess. Give us your year-end 2022 assessment, sir.
2: Well, on, on the positive side, Steve. One thing uh, in accordance with the Steve Cortez theory of life, the numbers don't lie. The equity markets in the last nine months have massively rewarded the big oil energy sector appropriately for its its high value added. Its profitability, its growth in the last nine months has been exceptional. In equity space, the Exxon Mobils, Marathons, all of the Chevron, uh, etc., and the major LNG exporting companies from the U.S. that are publicly traded have had massive uh, share uplifts. Why has that happened? I think there's increasing recognition of the, fortunately, of the fundamental importance of fossil fuels to the world's energy supply, to North America's energy supply as delivered to us now by the laboratory tests that we've watched for eight months unfold in Western Europe before our eyes, where the, the true story of renewables has now been unraveled. With That's caused massive importation of energy into Germany, into the UK, Belgium, uh, Austria. Uh, most Western European nations have become incredibly dependent on the export of natural gas and oil from Russia and closed down their own coal-fired assets, their own nuclear assets, their baseload continuous electricity supplying resources in favor of that. And now that that imported energy is missing, uh, seeing the absolute shortfall created by intermittent part-time resources. So that laboratory test has unfolded. And now the year ends with a horrendous lab test in the U.S. itself of what I've been warning about, and that is the uh, rapid adoption of these part-time, intermittent, and not ready-for-prime-time technologies, wind and solar, is now caused in the the day before Christmas and Christmas Day, uh, massive uh, underreported brownouts and blackouts across the U.S. I say underreported Reuters came out and indicated we had about half a million people out of power. Au contraire, the real numbers are unfolding now to be in the millions. Uh, North Carolina alone, the governor has called for an inquiry because uh, just in the Duke service territory, over half a million people just in North Carolina, suffered from five- to six-hour outages both on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, acknowledgedly by the company in their public admission of lack of the energy to serve, lack of enough capacity to serve the demand they were getting for electricity, which is is unheard of in this country. It's unheard of that we now have reserve margins so low that uh, on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, and this is going to repeat. As the weather gets this cold again, and it will, uh, shortages of electricity, basic shortages, because of the over adoption of solar in the case of North Carolina specifically.
0: Hold on. I want to go back through this because this is pretty shocking and because it was not reported. Uh, it, you say underreported. There was a blackout of this information because, quite frankly, the news services knew this was going on because government officials had to scramble. Go back and repeat that because this is fun. You, you said this was going to happen, it happened. And most importantly, he said, "Hey, this is not going to be a one-off event, and it's not because of uh, people on vacation. You don't have enough linemen or power guys. This is now baked into the system. So, tell us what happened, and 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 what what the real number is, and what does that mean going forward?
2: Well, it 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 looks like we've we had on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and the day after millions of Americans suffering from rolling brownouts and blackouts, meaning out of service electricity." in in many more regions of the country that were reported. Reuters probably did the best job of reporting something something going on across the country that might have led to about half a million folks being out of service, uh, 30% of those in Maine, as they reported. They reported seven states with 20,000 or more folks out of service. It now appears, specifically, North Carolina alone had over half a million people out of service for hours, The day of Christmas Eve, the day of Christmas Day, due to the abnormally cold temperatures, but mainly because, in their own words, they didn't have the capacity of electrons in the system in generation space to serve the demand they were getting. LG&E up in uh, southern Ohio and Kentucky, the same thing. Uh, So we're getting reports from across the country that there may have been millions of people out of service, and utilities acknowledging that it wasn't because of frozen lines or power plants that went offline due to the cold it was because they simply now lack the capacity to have met the peak demand on those days and as everyone kind of realizes peak demand occurs when it's either extremely cold or extremely hot and that's when the the most demand for electricity occurs as folks are turning on space heaters heat pumps and and keeping themselves warm through elect- electrical means uh, which I mean, a lot of the country's natural gas a lot is Electricity based, um, which is funded but fueled by natural gas largely now, that you've got a now situation where so much renewable power has been absorbed. And it's and it's if solar four hours, five hours a day, if wind seven hours a day, very intermittent inside of that. So many baseload assets have now been shuttered, coal and nuclear specifically, and replaced with renewables. That now we have very skinny reserve margins for utilities. Now, unable to cope with the coldest, and in the summer, it will be also the hottest time periods when electricity demand is at peak.
0: You're saying, this, by the way, we're going to jump to break it once you hang up, but you're saying that in parts of the country that were bitterly cold, uh, un, un, this was not about power lines being down. It wasn't about right. enough workforce being there on Christmas, Christmas Day. Just the simple fact they just didn't have enough basic atoms or electrons in storage ready to go, which is unheard of in American history, right?
2: Steve, this is the, the, the only dimension, folks, I've tried to remind folks to think about, none of this is in storage. Electricity is like the hamster wheel. The hamster wheel has to be running all of the time to produce electricity in the system to keep it full of electrons. It's a millisecond by millisecond thing. So if you don't have the Generation capacity running every second of the day, you're out of power immediately. That's the problem. Now the generation sources have heavily skewed. Like North Carolina, about half of their new yeah. capacity installed has been solar in the last 10 years. So they badly lack continuous duty, base load, constant electricity Your in mantra.
0: enough quantity okay. to meet? Dave Walsh, hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. Uh, We're trying to get, uh, I think, Carrie Lake's going to join us, Anthony Aguero, Dave Walsh, Joe Allen, I think Grace Chong, Captain Bannon. It's lively here. It's New Year's Eve on our New Year's Eve special, Real America's Voice War Room. Take a short break. Back in a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T-123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free AmeriSat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S-A-T-1-2-3.com, sat 123com sat 123com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees, but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works, and that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com, that's publicsq.com.
2: Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big
0: tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology, no more selling your personal data, no more censorship, no more cancel culture, enough. Getter has arrived.
2: It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download
3: now. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never?
0: Okay, welcome back. It's our New Year's Eve special. I want to go to uh, Dave Walsh, your assessment at the year end of what you've seen here in the United States. um, What do you what 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 are your thoughts about what portends for at least the beginning of 2023, sir?
2: Well, Steve, there's a massive amount of public uh, education that needs to be undertaken in this area. Uh, Some very simple facts of science and math on energy supply needing to be baseload, continuous duty. And I've deeply appreciated the forum to be able to start that dialogue. Um, But you you mentioned the equity markets. One of the things we face, public utilities used to have a very strong service and reliability mission or mandate handed to them by public service commissions in states. That was the number one thing, their mandate to serve the public. Well, what's happened over time is some of the larger holding companies are, you know, the very large equity cap firms on Wall Street, be they Dominion Energy in the Virginias, be they uh, Duke in the Carolinas, Synergy in Florida, be they Nextera in Florida, be they Entergy XL, uh, companies of that size, Southern Company, who are major, major large cap firms on Wall Street. Well, they've, got, they've had the EPA in their kitchen now for a long time. They've now got the interior department in their kitchen, but now they've got activist shareholders who are very green, very ESG driven. The SEC, very ESG driven. So these big firms, and now fortunately they're only about 20 to 22 percent of electricity supply. These mega large cap firms, but they they have in large part lost touch with that basic mission to serve their regulated ratepayers and are paying more homage to ESG shareholders, activist shareholders the SEC, the EPA on on Go Green, Go Green, Next specifically, the owner of Florida Fire and Light. Their whole mission by 2050 is to be net zero as a corporate entity. It's not about serving their their ratepayers in Florida, to be very direct and blunt. And it's about building cheaper capacity such as solar farms that that basically rob baseload continuous duty reserve margins from ratepayers and shrink them to where you get exposed on very hot days and very cold days to outages. The good news uh, across the country, 70% of electricity is delivered by munis, co-ops, and uh, smaller uh, investor-owned utilities that don't have the big Wall Street capitalization who are more able to be more uh, forthright about their historic service mission to their rate
0: uh, Dave, how can people uh, – you've brought these concepts uh, to the audience over the last two years, uh, and I think people are very focused, even geopolitically, how important it is. How can people – you're going to be back to kick the New Year off of this. How, how can people get to you over the weekend? How, what are your coordinates?
2: I can be reached on Getter at, at Dave Walsh Energy. And thank you again, Steve, and happy New Year to
0: everybody. H- happy New Year, Dave. You've done such an amazing job on the beginning of this massive uh, public education process, the reality. The physics of energy. So much happy talk. So much incredible happy talk, Dave. Thank you very much. I want to go to somebody. Uh, the other massive issue we dealt with this year is the invasion of our beloved country. One of the tips of the spear of the Real America Voice investigative unit has been Anthony Aguero. Anthony, give us your assessment. Where are we at the end of this year? First off, given that you have lived down there, given the fact that you know this as well as anybody, in 2022, Put it in perspective, how big is the invasion of the United States of America been, sir?
4: It's, it's, it's going to transform our country radically, Steve. Unfortunately, here in El Paso, as of October already, we've already had over 106,000 encounters here in El Paso sector alone. And Governor Abbott has now allowed uh, some of his individuals or, or his people to come and put up the 12 shipping containers. It's about a dozen of them that were laid out in less than a quarter of a mile. Now, all of this is just a big joke, Steve. I'm gonna be very, very blunt with you. Uh, Governor Abbott needs to be doing more. Uh, there, He can actually use Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the Constitution, down here in El Paso, a lot of people think he's doing a great job by bringing these shipping containers, but it's nothing more than a political ploy when less than a quarter of a mile down from where these individuals, uh, a bit where these shipping containers are being set up at, uh, the, 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 fed, the feds are literally walking immigrants right up into our country and releasing them. Here you see footage of a bus station that from what I'm being told in my sources, bus up to two thousand people a night further up north into the country and so it is just staggering numbers on a nightly basis out of el paso texas and a lot of these people are going into red state steve think about it what difference is governor abbott doing as a republican than the other three states that are democrat california democrat governor new mexico democrat governor arizona democrat governor what difference is Governor Abbott doing for Texans as a Republican? There is absolutely no difference of what he is doing. He is furthering helping the Democrats by shoving these people up north, Steve.
0: By the way, I said that on Getter and Newsweek magazine picked it up. I said, hey, it's time to stop the games. I mean, what Abbott's doing, and they may think this is cute or funny, but they're shipping all these thousands up to stand outside of Kam- Kamala Harris's uh home at the Naval Observatory in Northwest Washington. But I said he should be enforcing an invasion of the country and shipping these illegal aliens back into Mexico. That's what he should be doing. We don't have time for games. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a break. we had 90 seconds. Uh, We're going to get back into it. Anthony Aguero is going to join us. I think we're going to hopefully work out the technical problems and make sure we get carried Lake up. we got Joe Allen and, of course, the Touchdown Twins, uh, Captain Ben and and Grace Chong. We're going to get it all in. It's our New Year's Eve, a special. I want to thank Real America's Voice for making this happen. Short commercial break. Back with the second hour of The Word. Years have proven that we need to be prepared we constantly see government overreach attacks on our communication and energy grid worldwide conflict natural disasters and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy having reliable communications is essential now don't get caught without reliable communication and I'm here to tell you your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it it will not cut it that's why I've partnered with the satellite phone store so you can stay prepared and ensure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is s a t sat123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone. 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to SAT, that's S-A-T-1-2-3.com, sat 123com sat 123com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's SAT123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action.